Welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99. That's in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're also in the Valley airing on radio, talk radio, 1550 AM. And finally, we're on Anchor FM, a Spotify company podcast worldwide. Our guest I met years and years ago we were both in the nonprofit world and spent some time working together on various community type events. Let me introduce you if you don't already know her, because a lot of people in this community I realize know her. Jody Hudson, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I love our long um, friendship. It's been wonderful and it's good to reconnect again. It is. You know, it's interesting because this pandemic. Some people say it's over. Some people say it's ending. Some people say it's never going to end. But really, it changed us. It changed a lot of things about how we do business. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, and we were just talking about that. I mean, I had the opportunity to actually um, leave Fresno for about a year, year and a half during the pandemic. I just felt like I needed a a change of scenery. And um, with California Casa, I can work remotely. So it was nice kind of exploring a different community, different scenery. But at the end of the day, I missed my Fresno community. I really needed to get back to um, the community that's always embraced me. My um, son is still here. And now I'm, you know, kind of reimagining my my direction. You know, I still have my my day job, obviously, with California Casa, but I'm kind of exploring, you know, what I want to do with the foundation. And May is Lyme Disease Awareness Month. So I'm really trying to ramp up efforts with that. So yeah, I just I love being back and I love um, you know, just seeing how everyone has kind of shifted a little bit from the pandemic and and their focus and what they're they're doing. So I met you when you were working for the Catholic Charities Diocese of Fresno doing some nonprofit work. What an interesting world the nonprofit world is, correct? I mean, it's just there are so many needs out there and not a lot of non not a lot of nonprofits are out there but not enough to meet the needs. Your time at Catholic Charities, wonderful time, right? Oh my gosh, it was really my entry into the nonprofit um, field. I started with them in 2007. Prior to that, I'd always been in retail. I came to Fresno um, and opened up Talbot's in Fig Garden Village, and that was my first um, introduction to the Fresno community. But I had an opportunity in 2007 um, with my girlfriend, Kelly Lillis, who went to Catholic Charities, and she recruited me to be on the Women's Guild. And I walked through the doors for my first time at Catholic Charities and had that aha moment like, this is where I'm supposed to be. When you are able to tap into your servant's heart um, and and do good and give back, oh, there's nothing better than that. And I, I, I love your energy because, you know, I've known you for a while through Catholic Charities. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you're always doing something. And so, uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about this foundation because you took what was a negative and, and by negative, I'll let you tell the story for audience members who don't know the story. I mean, this is a life changing thing that occurred to you 
and you could have gone one you could have gone one of both either way yeah. down and it's over down for the count and a lot of people would because as a father you know i feel for you or you could you went the other way in education and building first and foremost i don't want to get ahead of myself talk about what happened in your life that really was a shock and a surprise sure absolutely my daughter alex um I lost her in March of 2018 to Lyme disease. Unfortunately, she went 10 years um, misdiagnosed um, because there just wasn't enough awareness at that time. And nobody really thought when we first brought her to the doctors uh, when she was 10, 12 years old to even think about Lyme disease. They thought it was just an overworked um, athletic body because she was such a stellar athlete. One thing led to another, um, and finally in 2017, she received the um, proper diagnosis of Lyme disease, and that was her 40th doctor, and it was the doctor out of Cedars-Sinai. So we began this journey of trying to, to get her better, and the really horrible thing with Lyme disease is there is no given path on treatment, it's kind of like having a buffet and saying, okay, would you like this? Would you like this? Or would you like that? You know, cancer and other um, horrific diseases have a tried and true path, but with Lyme disease, it really is, you know, experimental. Well, again, 10 years of her body being ravaged by Lyme disease, we just didn't have that time to go into the whole experimental. Um, I took that year and literally flew cross country, still working full time because I was a single parent. I had to, you know, have um, health insurance for Alex. We tried everything that we could, but we just couldn't get a leg up. And uh, like I said, she passed away in March of uh, 2018. And it's so like from left field out of nowhere. And, and part of me, if I'm not yeah. using the words that are proper here because I'm still in shock because yeah. I knew you during this time yeah. and I know you during this time. So if I recall correctly, and you can tell the story, Lyme disease comes from what an insect. So yes, Lyme disease um, comes from a tick bite. Um, but we're also finding out that Lyme disease can be passed on um, through, you know, uh, a mother Lyme disease, um, only, I would say about 35% of people that get bit by a tick get what's called the classic bullseyes rash. So you could be bit by a tick, which was in Alex's case, not have that, um, you know, bullseyes rash and think that, you know, that the symptoms, um, you know, it's, it's called the great imitator because it mimics so many different other illnesses and diseases. So, you know, normally it would start out like a little summer flu or something. And then, like I said, you get the aches and the pains. And so you go through this process of elimination, not even thinking it could be Lyme disease and thinking it could be all these other things. Um, but it it's this bacterial infection that the minute it gets into your bloodstream, if you aren't aware that you have it and don't, you know, get the antibiotics and proper treatment that you need, it wrecks havoc on your whole um, system. It's, it attacks your digestive system. Alex was 57 pounds when she passed away. Um, you know, and here she was at five, six, 120 pounds on, you know, good healthy day. 
Um, so it just, it, it's, it's a horrific disease. I don't wish it on anybody. So I'm a fan of the outdoors. I love traveling to the mountain ranges and here, I mean, in Fresno and the Valley, we're so close to beautiful mountain ranges when the sky is clean. And after a good rain or snow, you go up to the mountains. It's so beautiful, Mm -hmm. but you have to take precaution because if I remember correctly, what weren't, wasn't she on vacation somewhere or, or out? uh, Here's, here's the thing. Um, you can get it in your backyard, right? Ticks um, are everywhere. And especially now with climate and, you know, how um, our weather patterns are changing, it's a lot more prevalent. When I found out that Alex in 2017 had Lyme disease, I asked this ignorant question, what is Lyme disease? I didn't even know. I'm from the Midwest, um, you know, and I always thought it was something like, you know, maybe out on the East Coast, well, it's it's here. It's in every one of our states in the country. And um, again, I mean, you could get it in your your backyard. If you have pets, animals, they're carriers of ticks. So you really just have to be careful um, when you're going outside. You need to make sure that you are putting on, you know, DEET tick repellent. You need to make sure that you, um, you know, minimize as much um, exposed skin as possible. And then when you do come in from the outdoors, uh, you know, make sure you do a, a tick check from head to toe. Make sure that you are taking off your clothes, that you're laundering them, you shower. I mean, I don't, you know, want to sound a, a panic alarm and, and have people think, oh my gosh, those are extremes. But it's really simple little processes and steps that you can do to, to help prevent yourself um, either A, from being bit by a tick or, you know, be bringing in ticks, um, even doing, you know, tick checks with your your pets as well. So just simple preventive measures. So taking you back to when this whole thing started, and I don't want to call it, I don't want to say, do you feel like it's a dream? Because to me, this is more like a nightmare that you've turned positive. Um, How do you classify this? I mean, how do you for a family going through this, I mean, how, you know, um, Armin Bacon is a friend of ours and a friend of the show and she lost a child. How do you describe this? So yes, um, Armin and I are, are definitely bonded by her experience. My experience, um, her boy was Alex. My daughter is Alex. I mean, just, you know, so many similarities, but how I describe this is I'm a woman of faith and when Alex passed away in my book, I talk about the parting gift. And for me, that parting gift was seeing her expression on her face with this big smile, looking up to heaven and giving me the signal that mom, I'm okay. And you're going to be okay because this at the end of the day is where we're going to be. So in that moment, she transferred her power into me where I knew I was going to be okay. I knew that I had to finish what she wanted to do, which was to start a foundation for Lyme patients. Um, And I also, in that moment, realized that because of everything that my daughter went through, I could not lay in bed. I could not feel sorry for myself. I had to 
honor her name, her legacy. I had to, you know, carry that torch that she had passed on with me. And I also did not want to be defined as the grief girl. Like I wanted people to look at me and say, God, you know, because of her, I'm able to do this. Or if she can get through that horrific moment in her life, then I know I can deal with whatever problem comes my way. So I really wanted to be that light. And I talk about that a lot, you know, being the light. It's so easy for us to go to the dark. And I'm not saying I was perfect, right? I had those moments too, where I just wanted to put the the covers over my head. I didn't want to talk to people, um, but I snapped out of it quick, like, because I remembered that parting gift and that moment, and I couldn't not move forward. You are listening to San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast, 93 and AT&T, 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're also on talk radio, 1550 KXCX on the AM dial in the Central Valley of California. And finally, we're on the World Wide Web, Anchor FM, which is, we're also on Spotify, but we started on Anchor FM, which is a product of Spotify. Our guest, Jody Hudson, is here to talk about the Alex Hudson Lime Foundation, her new book, and her story. Welcome again to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So your book, you yes. have a book. Tell us a little bit about your book and what, by reading it, what are we going to learn? Right. So I'm not an author, writer by trade. I write business reports, right? So when this came upon me, I kind of laughed it off and I'm like, yeah, sure. God, whatever. Like I'm going to sit down and write a book. But I sat down one night and I started, I, I knew I needed to get this stuff out of my head. Like I had all of Alex's medical journals and, and you know, notes and everything. And I thought, I just need to get this out onto paper, out onto my computer, because I was so busy in that year from 2017 to 2018 um, trying to get Alex better. I didn't have time to bring people along on this journey, right? And when I started telling people a little bit about what we experienced in the last year, they looked at me and they're like, no, that's not real. That's not possible. I'm like, I know. Right. And I started even thinking, God, how did I survive that? How did I do that? How did I live through that? So I wanted to write all this down. And as I started writing this down, it became more apparent that you know, I wanted to share some of Alex's perspective, some of her wisdom, her faith journey, how because of her strong faith, I was able to, you know, keep moving through and draw further into to my faith. So this book, My Promise to Alex, talks about Alex's journey. Um, it talks about her faith journey. It also brings into um, light my own upbringing from foster to adoption um, to a not so pleasant childhood that I had to finding out who my biological mother was in the midst of me trying to save my own daughter. So lots of different elements to it. And my hope with people reading this book is that they will um, 
find some inspiration in it. They will be moved by it. Um, there's, you know, so many different things that people um, are are able to, to tap into. And when I wrote this book, I thought, oh, if I get one person to say, I get it, like I understand what you're writing about, I would that would like make my day. I'm happy to say that in a year now, since the book has been released, um, I've gotten over 108 five-star reviews on Amazon. It has gone national. Um, we've sold thousands of copies. Um, it's amazing how Alex's story is still impacting people today. And I would imagine that people, and you're the expert on this, but I would imagine that people don't take Lyme disease as seriously as they should because Lyme disease, what is that is my first kind of thing that I tell myself. Right. And that was my first question too, to the doctor when they said, Mrs. Hudson, has anybody ever tested Alex for Lyme disease? And I said, what is Lyme disease? And then when we got the results back and Alex told me she had Lyme disease that she got the call from the doctor, I remember crying, hugging her and saying, you know, it's like validation that it's not all in her head as so many doctors, you know, discounted that it was all in her head. So we had validation, but I remember telling her, Alex, I don't know what this is, but we're going to figure this out and we're going to fight this together. Um, it's definitely helped in the last year or two with celebrities like Justin Bieber, Shania Twain, you know, coming out saying that they have Lyme disease. So now people are like, oh, well, what's that? You know, I, I need to know more about it. So, and that's a whole, you know, reason that I have the Lyme Foundation um, to really educate others on it. So are people, and I'm glad you went there because I was thinking about this the other day when I was reading some um, articles about celebrities who have Lyme disease. Are Is it now more people are testing for it or did yeah. something happen, changes in weather, something where now there are more ticks out there biting people? Um, combination for sure. The, the, the weather definitely has, um, you know, uh, had a, a, a big play in this, but you look at the New York times best-selling books. There has been two or three in the last year, um, on Lyme disease. There's been a lot more national attention on good morning America and other platforms of people talking about it. You know, definitely the the celebrities are bringing it more um, to the the public awareness. So I think it's it's a combination um, of things, and there are a lot of great national uh, Lyme organizations that I collaborate with, and I feel like our voices are getting stronger, even at the um, national level with uh, Washington D.C. and funding. We're starting to get a little bit more, um, you know, money sent our way, which is really good. So I feel like it's a really good movement that we have and one hopefully that we will, you know, continue strong with. So, and we're going to get there a little later on in the program, because I want to talk about your foundation and how you would use donations from audience members listening to the program now. But the book, where can we find it? Um, yep. Tell us so a little the, bit more. Yep. So um, the, the link to Amazon is on my website. The website's 
alexhudsonlimefoundation.org. You can go on Amazon as well under my name, Jody Hudson. My Promise to Alex is the, the name of the book. It's also available at um, Barnes and Nobles. So um, yeah, it's, it's I'm really excited with all the um, the opportunity out there for this book. The Foundation. Yep. Tell us a little bit about this. So the foundation, um, when Alex passed away, I started receiving a lot of money, not a lot of um, support from the Fresno community. And I thought, you know, I really need to do something with this money. And I knew that Alex um, wanted to start a foundation and help Lyme patients because a lot of people don't realize Lyme disease is not covered by health insurance because it's still a very funky disease. There's, you know, controversy on it um, with Western medicine, regular doctors. So a lot of times, um, you know, treatment is, is not covered and patients really go bankrupt. I sold a car. I mean, I was just like desperate to, you know, do anything to, to save my daughter. So this foundation was born, um, you know, from the support that we received from the Fresno community and what we have done with that money um, and monies that we have raised since 2018 is we grant Lyme patients financial grants so they can help pay for testing, pay for treatment. So many Lyme patients are abandoned by their families, um, friends, they have nobody. So that is our goal. And, you know, I'm happy to say that since 2018, we have granted over 30 um, financial grants to Lyme patients a lot in the Central Valley, but there's a lot also throughout the, the country. I get calls, emails daily from people. Your mind would be blown at the desperation of people trying to get better. It's so interesting because what you said is, you know, there's still a little bit of back and forth on what this is. And here you are, you're like, no, no, we know what this is. It's Lyme disease. What, how can people help you or what, what, I mean, could they advocate for you? What are things that people listening can do to help? Absolutely. They can advocate for me. They can, you know, connect with me. We, um, May is Lyme disease awareness month. I used to do, um, a fundraising event tea for Alex, um, with a pandemic that kind of wiped it out, but I am looking at, um, you know, resurrecting some fundraising events, some community forums, I'm still looking at um, getting uh, curriculum into, you know, our local hospitals, medical offices. Um, it really is sad that, you know, so many people still don't believe in this Lyme disease. I mean, my own daughter was put into a psych lockdown and I talk about it in the book. I had books and I had all of these lab tests showing that she had Lyme disease and unfortunately, some people still want to look the other way and think, oh, it was anxiety. Oh, she's anorexic because she's losing weight. They just didn't want to look at the hard facts. So still trying to, you know, educate people on this disease. I could have gotten really mad and angry, right? I could have filed lawsuits. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to spin it and just be that person that was going to educate others so it didn't happen to somebody else. As we wrap up, and again, I can talk to you for hours about, you know, all the things that, you know, you're doing and all the things, all the positives that you're doing out of this massive negative. Um, 
tell our audience members, how can they find more information on the book? How can they find more information on the foundation? Yep. So again, our website is www.alexhudsonlimefoundation.org. We have a great website um, that has wonderful resources on there. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's interesting when they hear me speak, they automatically think of somebody that, you know, has some of these symptoms that I have referred to in this interview. And they tell that person, hey, maybe you need to get checked for, you know, Lyme disease. So I, I feel like it's this, you know, constant education and awareness. Um, so I really encourage people go on the website, you know, study up a little bit more about Lyme disease, reach out to me if it's something that you want to get involved in, um, especially with, you know, May Lyme Disease Awareness Month coming up. And, uh, you know, let's keep this positive momentum going. On that note, you have been listening to San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're also on Talk Radio 1550 KXCX AM. That's in the Valley, the Central Valley of California. And finally, we're on Anchor FM, a product of Spotify under the San Joaquin Spotlight label. I'm your host, Sevog Tatiosian. Our guest this week has been a longtime friend of mine. We met each other decades ago. I don't want to age ourselves, but about a couple of decades ago. Uh, her name is Jody Hudson. She's got a book out about her daughter and a foundation, Alex Hudson Lime Foundation. Thank you so much, Jody, for joining this week. Oh, my gosh. It was such a delight. Thank you for having me. Tune in next week to a new edition. This program was made possible in part by FaceLogic Essential Skin Care and Spa in Clovis.